Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Well, good morning, Andrew and Edwin. Good morning, Colin. Hi, Colin. You know, today I think is a really special day for someone in here. Andrew. Yes. Isn't today your anniversary with your wife? Yes, it is. As a, as opposed to your anniversary with someone else. <laughs> the, I had to clarify. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is. It's uh, actually God has blessed me with 22 years of marriage today. My lovely wife, Julie, and Bendidos. I am so thankful for her. And, uh, you know, she just uh, helps me do everything I do that much better. She, and, uh, and she's wonderful. She is truly a patient and persevering woman. <laughs> she mm. certainly is. <laughs> she I certainly know. is. Thank you, Julie. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Julie. But no, I love you, honey, and happy anniversary. <laughs> well, happy anniversary to you, Andrew. Yeah, I appreciate that, glad, man. Thank glad you to so hear much. About that. Glad to hear about yeah. that. Yeah. So, so uh, looking at Psalm 93 today, and uh, Edwin, I see you've got uh, a new. Oh, Ooh, which one's that? It's the ALV, American Literary Version. This yeah. is that Biblioteca edition that does not have the, the numbers. Verse, the verse numbers, yeah. That's right. Oh, so I'm, He really I'm, shows off his, yeah. his skills, so we always hope he's reading the right one. That is true. <laughs> that that is true. <laughs> you know, just, just so you know, I, I do kind of check it first. <laughs> I, don't just, I don't just open up the book and start reading and hope. <laughs> Here we go. Psalm 93 from the American Literary Version. Yahweh reigns. With majesty has clothed. Clothed is Yahweh. With strength he has girded himself. Yea, the world is established. It cannot be moved. Your throne is established of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O Yahweh. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their waves above the voices of many waters. The mighty breakers of the sea. Yahweh on high is mighty. Your testimonies are very sure. Holiness becomes your house, O Yahweh, for length of days. For length of days. For length of days. You know, that, and that's a little different take than what we've heard. I, my understanding is that's kind of a literal look at the words that are here. For okay. length of days. As yeah. opposed to forevermore, forevermore or everlasting. Yeah, yeah. For length of days. For length of days. Yeah, so, yeah. Ah. A little bit more literal there. No, I appreciate that. I appreciate that very much. One of, one of the things that was translated about the same as the others we've read is testimonies. And that the testimonies of the Lord are sure. Yeah, I think the SV said decrees. Okay. Didn't the NIV say statutes? Statutes. Yeah, the New King James had testimonies. Yeah, so here's this word that can be translated in multiple ways. However, testimonies is uh, is a fantastic translation. In fact, that's the way it's translated, I think, most of the time, even in the SV, that particular word. Okay. We find it in Psalm 19 as it talks about the testimonies of the Lord. But I'll tell you where we find it the most. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to get to this psalm for two years, so maybe we can bring it up today. <laughs> psalm 119. Psalm 119 okay. about the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's what we have in Psalm 93. In Psalm 93, we have these two stanzas that bring us to demonstrate that God's world is established. And now in the last part of it, God's Word is is established. Mm -hmm. That's that's what we have. And of course, we saw that in Psalm 19, yes. as it talked about how God uh, spoke through his natural creation Correct. through the world and then speaks through his word. Yeah. And his testimonies are sure. Then we go to Psalm 119, and it's we've got all of these words, synonyms for God's word, one of which is this one, testimonies. We see it again and again and again. So we're talking about God's word, God's revelation, scripture. 
you know, I, I think one of the challenging things for me, or I should say a lesson to learn from this, is to appreciate that his testimonies really are trustworthy. They really are sure. Mm. That my attitude towards Scripture is important uh, to respect it as God's Word. Yeah. And I think something that feeds that understanding is certainly to walk through at least some highlights of Psalm 119. And we've got kind of a You don't want to go verse list. by verse? Well, right not, now, not today. Okay. <laughs> like I said, anniversary, I got places to be, uh, but we can certainly hit some highlights. So, uh, Colin, why, why don't you uh, kick us off here? Psalm 119, verse 144. Your testimonies are righteous forever. Give me understanding that I may live. All right. What do you get out of that? Well, he, I see that his testimonies are righteous, which in being good and that it's always been good and it's been like that forever. And then... For me, this is something I think about every day. I, give me that understanding that I may live, something that I should be seeking every single day. When I look at uh, verse 144 there, the idea of give me understanding and I shall live, I, I appreciate that that understanding is not inherent within myself. Uh, I might choose a lot of foolish things, but if I want the wise things, right, I need to humble myself before God's word and God's teachings. Yeah, God's word. No, it shows me how to live. It shows me how mm-hmm. to live this life. I think that's important. Give me understanding that I may live, not just that I may go to church, not just, of course, for the Israelites, not just so that I can be at the temple, not just so that I know how to act on the Sabbath, but so that I may live. Here's how I live my life. We tend to compartmentalize. Even even among Christians, we can tend to compartmentalize sure. God and his word is for church. It's for Bible class. It's for text talk. Mm-hmm. But in a minute, we're going to get done with text talk. And then we're going to be at the office. And uh, well, we're just going to do what we're supposed to do at the office instead of realizing that God's word is really how to live this life. Even though a lot of people will not like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it may cause some hardship for us, but it actually is the way to live life. I think we see that there. Keying in on this word testimonies in Psalm 119, verse 152, concerning your testimonies, I have known of old that you have founded them forever. Mm. Now, I see a couple of echoes between that and Psalm 93, what we've been reading. When I think about this idea of being established and from of old and so forth. But what what an important attitude here the psalmist has uh, an understanding that these words of God are emanating from his character as well, just as he is forever, just as his throne is established from from forever. So his word comes from him. Founded, mm-hmm. established. Those those two those words go together. That's the idea. So as the world is established, God's word is established, founded. And can't be shaken. Yeah. His word will not be found to be weak or false. Yeah, Jesus says the scripture can't be broken. All right, you know, I like to go over the top here, so let me give you two. Okay. Two verses that Mm. I think go together. Verse 14, in the way, I'm in Psalm 119 still, in the way of your testimonies, I delight as much as in all riches. And then also verse 24, your testimonies are my delight. They are my counselors. Okay, so delight as in... um joy right this yeah. is this is what pleases me more than riches more than riches and so in other words if if god said look over here i have a pile of gold for you mm-hmm. money yeah stuff and over here i have my word well i'm gonna be like 
I'm, this is what I'm supposed to be. I'm not sure what I'm going to be like <laughs> if God actually gave me that. But but what I'm supposed to be and where I'm wanting to be is, you know what? The word. I want the word. I want the testimonies of the Lord. That's my delight. That's actually going to help me live this life better than that pile of gold. There are some Proverbs that go along with that. And so uh, I'm teaching the uh, middle school Bible class right now at Livingston. And we were having a discussion about this very concept. And the word that I put out to them was value. What do you value? What is going to mean more? Um, buy the truth and sell it not. What does that mean? The truth is priceless. No one should be able to put down a price that to you is going to be a value that exceeds the value of God's word for the very reasons we've been talking about so far, because it is a, a key to life now, but ultimately life everlasting. Yeah. 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 Value is not the same as price. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an interesting thing to recognize. Yeah. How much do I value it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You got another verse for us that you see in here, Colin? Yeah, I got verse 31. I cling to your testimonies, O Lord. Let me not be put to shame. Mm. This idea that we need to be latching ourselves on to his testimonies and to not be put to shame. So in that second half of that verse, let me not be put to shame. What what does that mean to you all? Mm. Andrew, shame? Well, shame's a big deal, uh, particularly in this... uh, ancient Near Eastern culture in the context, it was an honor-shame culture, okay? And so you wanted to do things to raise up your standing within a community. The worst thing that could happen to somebody is that they lose standing, that shame should come upon them. Uh, And so we have a hard time, I think, in our very individualistic, very Western culture today, thinking that there's anything worse than death or that there's a fate worse than death. But in that culture, there was, and that was to be shamed, to be shamed by the community, to be a pariah in the community. God's word will protect you from that. Was that also, again, in contrasting their collectivist culture with our individualistic culture, even today, we tend to look back at them and even interpret the shame thing individually. Oh, it'd be terrible for me to be shamed. Wasn't it terrible for them to be shamed because it brought, if, if I am shamed, it has brought shame on my community? It can be the community. It could be. It could be the family. Yeah. It could be the tribe. Right. Right. And, Whatever and, collective we're talking about. And so then, uh, steps might need to be taken to somehow restore an honor, and and that could be that could be quite gruesome, also. Yeah. So in that ancient culture, I okay. Just in my mind, an illustration. There have been numerous times throughout the last few years where some CEO mm-hmm. or some some uh, owner of a business or some financial officer of business has done some dastardly bookkeeping and embezzled and stolen money, or even in churches where preachers or elders have done yeah. things. And the in that ancient culture, it was when they did that, it wasn't just, oh, look at what this individual did. It's look at what this says about that company or yeah. that congregation or that collective or that mm-hmm. family. And so shame. So he says, look, here's how I'm going to stay away from shame so that my people stay away yes. from shame. Yes. And that's going to be because of your testimonies. Yeah, if I can make it maybe a New Testament application of that real quick. I think about when uh, Paul was writing to Titus and he's there on Crete. And there seems to be this common understanding that all Cretans are liars. You know, uh, The word of God, though, to be understood and practiced and as they're trained in the grace of Christ is going to show them a whole different way to live and to behave, an honorable way, the way of Christ, and not this kind of characteristic way that was kind of a shameful way of of behaving themselves. Mm. 
All right, time's getting away from us. We're not going to be able to get through too many more of these statements in Psalm 119. So let's see if we can get another one. You got something else here, Andrew? Sure. So in Psalm 119 and verse number 95, the wicked wait for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. Mm. I think here we find that the word of God is a protection from the wicked. Perhaps it is in the sense, again, of the wisdom that we gain from God's word, that there is a protection in trying to avoid the wicked men, their schemes, right, their plots, as opposed to being enticed by them. Mm. Uh, Again, I'm thinking a lot about Proverbs here, but you have the voice of the wicked man or the angry man always trying to entice someone. Let's go rob people. You know, let's go rob a bank. Let's go kill somebody and take their money. Don't go in with those wicked men. Right. So they lie in wait to destroy me. So people are about to attack me, and that could be verbal, but that could also be physical. That could be all this. And so what I am doing to prepare for the attacks is I'm in your testimonies. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not I'm not hitting the gym, which, by the way, look, I'm just I'm not saying it's wrong to hit the gym. But mm-hmm. you know, as I'm preparing for the wicked to attack, my number one source of preparation is I'm going to be in the word. I'm going to be in the word, in the testimonies. And how important that is for a Christian, because we do have an enemy who's ever on the prowl to attack. That's the devil, and the word of God will protect us. Let me throw in one more before we wrap up here. That sure. way we all got a couple. Verse 99, I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I'm kind of surprised, Colin, you didn't decide to teach to, to read that one for us. But, uh, you know, it's like, I just want to throw this in, guys. <laughs> well, my teachers assign me the others. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we, we, don't, we don't have to pull the curtain back. They don't need to see the man behind the curtain here. So, But uh, I have more understanding than all my teachers for your testimonies are my meditation. It is hard to get beyond your teacher. Yes, it is. Yeah. In fact, Jesus kind of says something about that, that if you have a blind teacher, you will be blind and you will fall into the ditch. Mm -hmm. He says the the student becomes like the teacher. But here is this way to actually get beyond our teachers if we allow God to be our teacher. So how do we let God be our teacher? By looking at his testimonies and meditating on them. Ah, meditating. Meditating upon the testimonies, letting them fill our minds, thinking on those things, uh, letting God's character, his nature, his word fill our thoughts. Before we wrap up, I am just going to say, it just bugs me that the Eastern religions have taken over meditation. Mm. As the Eastern religions tell us that the way we meditate is to empty our minds and think of nothing. And sadly, Christians are buying that tripe as they think the best way is, you know what, I just want to empty my mind and become one with the universe and have no idea that that is actually false worship. That is a false notion of God. We yeah. don't become one with the universe, mm-hmm. all right? What we, we do not empty our mind so that we can lose all distinction from everything that exists. We fill our mind with God so that we can be united with him. And so this is how God becomes our teacher. There's so much more about testimonies in Psalm 119, but I think we should stop. And I guess we'll just let this be an encouragement for everybody who's listening. Spend some time in Psalm 119. Yeah. Learn about the testimonies. Mm-hmm. Do your own meditating. Become wiser than your text talk teachers. <laughs> you know, spend, spend your time in it. I think it'll be helpful. So why don't we go ahead and wrap up with a prayer. Your testimonies are perfect, Lord. We're thankful for this time that we get to look through these psalms and to dive in and figure out how to apply those things. Lord, I pray that we continue to meditate on your law and value it more than the things in this world. Lord, we love you and, we're thank- and we thank you in your son's sacrifice. In your son's holy name, amen. 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 Thanks for talking about the text with us today. 
I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Yeah, you got to be ready, man. You never know when I'm going to throw the ball at you. I know, I was not ready for that. It's like a dodgeball hit me right in the square in the face. All right, so let's try it again. Oh, man. Oh, man. The trick question.